there's a lot of pain and anger in the world right now about racial inequality. It can be hard to know how to move forward and what role each of us can play. But now is not the time to shy away from tough conversations or to opt for a spiritual shortcut. In this episode, we're looking at ways to understand the cycle we're in, to step off the social media shame cycle and gently shake the world. I also get vulnerable and share a personal story about how I'd soaked up racism as a kid without even knowing it. Join me for this must-listen episode. show. I'm your host, Nick Broadhurst, and that song you were listening to is called Breathe. Breathe is my latest single that I released earlier this year, and right now, out of all my songs, the one that I enjoy listening to the most. And I chose that for today's episode because right now it feels like the whole world could just take a few minutes to breathe, to reconnect with our true divine nature, and remember that ultimately we are all love. When the Beatles sung All We Need Is Love in 1967 to a live television audience of around 700 million people, which went on to inspire a younger generation in their protests against the Vietnam War, they really did nail the key message, not only of their time, but of all times. Which leads me to today's episode. And I have to be honest with you, this episode is not an easy one for me. But I didn't start this show back up to avoid the tough topics of our time, and few are tougher than what has been playing out this past couple of weeks around the murder of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Racial inequality is something I personally have not had to face too much in my life. I grew up in a wealthy area of Surrey, England, and then when I was nine, moved to the very white northern beaches of Sydney, Australia. Thinking back to my teens, I can only remember having two kids in the entire school who were not of white skin colour, so to say that I grew up white and privileged would be probably pretty accurate. Now, in the past, before I'd started doing the work of examining my past and my privilege, I would have said, you know, I was never racist as a kid, my family was never racist, but here's a little story for you. One morning, When getting ready for school, I came out of the bathroom covered head to toe in talcum powder. My mother, seeing me emerge in a cloud of toxic dust, was of course pretty confused and asked me what I was doing. I said, the boys are teasing me at school for being an Aboriginal. Now, I don't have any Indigenous Australian bloodlines, but I do have a hefty dose of Northern European, roughly 53%, according to 23andMe.com which has given me skin that naturally tans very easily. And growing up in Sydney means, well, a lot of time in the sun. But even a tan was enough to set some of the kids at school off at me. And for me, even as a kid whose parents had always taught equality, I still somehow perceived that being called Aboriginal was a negative thing. I'd soak that up without even realising. I mean, you can see how complex this is, right? To unpack white privilege and how young we are when these beliefs start to form. 
Research shows that babies start expressing racial preference from six months and racial bias from the age of three. Now that's what we're actually up against here. But that's about all I can explicitly remember about race from my childhood. I had the privilege of living in relative oblivion while others faced an ocean of injustice on the regular. Especially the Australian Aboriginals who were decimated by the European colonisers, my ancestors. That wasn't even something we were taught about in school. We just learnt about the beautiful Aboriginal artwork, the Dreamtime stories, and we drove around on streets in suburbs with names like Yarrabee Place in Bilgola. That was about it. I didn't even see an Aboriginal other than at large public events where occasionally the land of the original owners would be honoured with an Aboriginal dance troupe. I mean, clearly, these token gestures are just not enough. And then in my teens, I read a book called 1788, The Brutal Truth of the First Fleet by David Hill, about how the convicts were brought over to settle Australia and how this event impacted the people who already called this land home. Now, this was the first time I started to get a real glimpse, well, somewhat of a glimpse of what life must have been like for these beautiful people whose lineage stretched back as far as 65,000 years ago. Seeing and encountering the white settlers of England, can you imagine? And then in a flash, that culture was largely erased from history, with only remnants remaining. And even when looking just at Australia in isolation, setting aside how other countries came to be for just a moment, it's clear that the system we've all been born into is very broken, with much of the world built on the blood, sweat and tears of the slaves of our past. The system is deeply rooted in pain, hatred and inequality. Which brings me to what's going on in the world right now. To be clear, this is not a new issue. Okay, let's be clear about that. But right now, it's in the public eye, perhaps more than ever before in our lifetimes, especially thanks to social media. And so for some of us, it's a new issue to us. But for many, it's been a daily reality for as long as they can remember. And right now, a lot of our understanding and conversations around these issues are being fueled by social media. We're seeing images of pain and grief. We're seeing people fighting back to break down systems. We're seeing people fighting to retain those systems. There's confusion, there's guilt, there's pain, there's destruction, and there's also been a lot of shame. If you're spending a lot of time on social media at the moment, marinating in all of this, you might be starting to wonder if the world really is broken and if the pain can ever be healed, if we've gone so far that we can never come back from this. The ultimate challenge when we are in pain like this is to look for more than just the darkness that's right in front of us. We have to look for the light because it's there. Always. There is great change taking place right now and yes, it's very painful for a lot of people. And it's okay to feel the pain, but let's not forget what is being brought about. It may not feel like it right now with all the finger pointing and the blaming, but change is happening. For starters, councillors in Minneapolis have vowed to dismantle the police and usher in a new model of public safety powered by the people. That's pretty cool. The mayor of New York pledged to redirect some of New York City Police Department's funding towards youth and social services, 
and has also committed to repealing, removing Section 50A, which prevents the public from accessing disciplinary records of police officers. Symbols of slavery that have stood for hundreds of years have been removed by councils or in some cases by the community. The white co-founder of Reddit has resigned, urging the board to fill his seat with a black candidate, a decision that he said was long overdue. And this is just the beginning. Nature is filled with seasons and cycles, many of which are characterised by death, dying and chaos. But they are always followed by the spring. We are part of nature, as much as the trees that grow to the sky then fall and decay on the forest floor. And right now, painful as it may be for so many people, it seems that 2020 is a year where we're watching a lot of our outdated systems, structures and beliefs decay and die on our collective forest floor. So again, this is just the beginning. But through this change, what do you want to become? What do you want to be? We are a product of our thoughts. So what thoughts are you having? Are they of love and compassion or rage and hatred? Does the world need more love or more hatred? There is no stronger force than love. But it's worth remembering, love is not just the rose petal. It's the thorn as well. Love is the sum of both sides. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, I've decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. It's also not a time for spiritual bypassing. Yes, we are all one. Yes, all lives matter. Hashtag. But right now, our brothers and sisters of colour are the ones needing the focus of our love. If all lives are to truly matter, we need to prove that black lives matter, and we need to dismantle systems that treat them as if they don't. So what can we as individuals do? And particularly if like me, you're white. Now, for starters, I'd like to gently suggest that a lot of us could shift our focus in order to be more constructive. The past few weeks have seen a lot of finger pointing and shaming on social media. We have expectations about how our leaders and our idols should speak about how victims should act and about how protesters should behave. But trading hate for hate is not going to move us forward. In previous episodes, I've spoken about expectations, about how when we have an expectation of someone else based on our core values, it's most likely going to end up in disappointment because expecting someone to behave the way you expect them to based on your values is unrealistic. Disappointment and anger comes from having unmet, unrealistic expectations. Gandhi once said, An eye for an eye only ends up making the whole world blind. If you feel caught up in that cycle, maybe it's time to look up from your screen to explore and educate and connect outside of the vortex of social media. Gandhi also said, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. Now, personally, I didn't march in the streets, but I respect and I honour those who did. I didn't post much on social media, but I admire those who have. Me? 
I wrote a song. That song may not come out for some time, but in my own gentle way, my hope is for this song to shake the world. This may not meet the expectations of my own digital community, and that's okay. That's how I felt called to start doing the work. Taking action for your beliefs can come in many shapes and sizes. This is a time for you to step up and shake the world in whatever gentle way you're feeling called to. It's also, I think, for white people, a time to really commit to listening to and learning from other voices, from people who've had different life experiences to your own and who may not look like you. In episode 109, we talked about being highly discerning with the information that you consume. The same message is just as pertinent here in this context. Are you being discerning with who you learn from? Are you being intentional about making sure your newsfeed or your podcast library or your Spotify playlist or your Netflix queue or the books on your bedside table contain diverse voices? There are honestly some incredible authors and artists of colour that I'm following right now. And I'm also looking to past ones as well. In particular, I keep returning to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because he lived in a time that I just cannot imagine and had an impact that very few will ever have again. Also, Mahatma Gandhi, because it was through Ahimsa, an ancient Indian principle, which to Gandhi meant non-injury, non-violence, non-harm. The renunciation of the will to kill and the intention to hurt any living thing, the abstention from hostile thought, word or deed, and compassion for all living creatures. It was through Ahimsa that he too brought about change. There was once nothing but a wild dream for millions of people. A wild, wild dream. I want to leave you with another quote from Gandhi, this time one that looks to nature for a way forward. You must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean does not become dirty. We are the ocean. We are nature. We are light and dark, yin and yang, the petal and the thorn. It's okay to feel that pain and that paradox. You can still move forward to gently shake the world. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of The Nick Broadhurst Show. I am super grateful that you're here and you can get all the show notes for everything that I mentioned today at www.iamnickbroadhurst.com forward slash 110. And you can also get a full transcript of this show if you want to send it to someone as a blog post, if they prefer to read. And if you feel called to, please do share this on social media because this is how ideas spread. And I would love it so much if you could tag me when you do share it. And you probably notice that I do tend to reshare a lot of different people who share my music and share my podcasts. So please make sure when you do tag me at I am Nick Broadhurst and I will personally respond. That is my guarantee. And last of all, head to Spotify, search for my name and please hit the follow button. Then grab any of my music that you love and add it to your favorite playlists. I would be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly grateful. And remember today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others, 
have compassion for others, be discerning about the type of information and the people that you are listening to, be love, listen to your intuition, and as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps. And just before you go, just wanted to let you know that the information and views presented in this podcast are personal and for educational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not intended as a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please seek advice from a qualified medical practitioner before starting any new diet, health or lifestyle practice. There you go. Catch you soon.